Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today pre-market podcast. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Tuesday, the 23rd of May. And as usual, with all the information contained in this podcast, it is general advice only. So please do your own research. Contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this podcast. All right, well, let's kick things off as always with the scores on the doors and a pretty quiet night in the Dow and the U.S. markets, waiting for Godot, waiting for U.S. President Biden and Kevin McCarthy to continue their discussions on the U.S. debt ceiling resolution. 5.30 in the U.S. Apparently they are meeting after negotiations have been on all day, but there still seems to be a sticking point with the Republicans wanting to see spending cuts and Democrats wanting to see tax hikes. So... Let's hope the twain shall meet. As far as the scores go, the Dow closed down 140 points, or 0.42%, 33,287. Pretty quiet trade, though. Pretty narrow range. Up 86 was the high. A low of down 219 points. The Nasdaq continues to power ahead, up 0.5 of a percent. 63 points, 12,721. And the S&P 500 was barely registering a pulse up one point in the middle for diddle, 0.02%. 4,193, the S&P, well, the VIX volatility index was up 3.1%, 17.21. SPY futures showing a massive five-point gain after a big 16-point drop yesterday. So really and truly going pretty much nowhere at the moment. European markets also going nowhere. Uh, the stock 600 was up 0.01 of a percent. Nothing. FTSE up 0.18. Nothing there either, really. Germany down 0.3. France down 0.2. And Spain up half a percent. So nothing very exciting in store for us that side of the world. Apple uh, was down 0.6. Meta up 1.1. Shrugging off that big fine that they saw from the European Union, uh, Google up 1.9%, Microsoft up 0.9%, Amazon down 1.1%, Tesla's having a good time at the moment, uh, they were up 4.9%, Netflix down 0.6%, JP Morgan down 08 US banks a little bit mixed, Citigroup up 02 Goldman down 04 Bank of America up 08 Wells Fargo down 24 And the KBW Regional Banking Index was up 2.46 over in Europe. UBS used to be smart, up half percent. Barclays up 0.4 and Deutsche up 0.9 of a percent there. US bond yield slightly firmer. Uh, We had the 10 years 3.719. No one really looking at the bond market at the moment and the fact that it has been creeping higher. Two years 4.32 percent. And that certainly hasn't had any ramifications for the tech sector. The Aussie 10-year, 3.61, up 2.7 basis points as well. So uh, those yields creeping ever higher. Bitcoin up around 1%. The Aussie dollar against the US pretty much unchanged. 66.50 US dollar index unchanged as well. So nothing very exciting there. 
Brent crude up 0.2, WTI oil up 0.3 of a percent, 71, 76, 24 cents higher. Gold milling around at the moment, down $6, 60.3 of a percent. Platinum up 0.4. LME commodities not doing much either. Copper down 1.3, continuing to stumble. Nickel unchanged, aluminium down 0.6, zinc down 2.1, lead down 0.4, tonne down 2.2 and iron ore a smidge better last night and coal a smidge better as well but nothing very exciting in commodity stocks in uh, BHP overseas in ADR terms up 0.15 Rio down 0.5 so nothing there either Freeport McMoran 0.3 down Alcoa up 0.8 Tech down half a percent Anglo up 0.7 Glencore down a James Bond 007 Vale down 1.2 and Avamile up 1.15% in the lithium space. Uh, the uh, tech-heavy Nasdaq is now at its highest, highest close and highest intraday level since August. The Russell 2000 had a good night though last night, up 1.2% and the Toronto Stock Exchange was up 0.3% of a percent. Their economy looks vaguely similar to our economy there. Uh, We do have a pretty light week for U.S. economic data. We've got the second reading for the first quarter of the GDP slated for Thursday. We've got personal consumption expenditure gauge, uh, which is the Fed's preferred inflation measure due Friday. And we also get the Fed minutes on Wednesday from that May meeting. So we might get a little bit more clarification on where the Fed is thinking at the moment. But certainly one or two of the Fed heads are talking about a pause So it may well be that June sees a pause from the Federal Reserve. Interestingly, in the US, the market cap weighted S&P 500 has outperformed this, the equal weighted offshoot with the largest gap since 1999. So we are going to party like it's 1999. But certainly uh, at the moment, there is a massive uh, push into the big tech stocks. And uh, that is showing up in that market cap weighted S&P, that big gap on the equal weighted offshoot. So uh, that is uh, that is relatively significant, I guess. So um, that is the largest gap in more than two decades. Uh, if that gap holds, it would be the largest outperformance since 1999, as I say. Okay, looking at uh, local news today, trading floors very dead at the moment, not only in Australia, but also across the globe. Lots of indecision, lots of fence sitting going on at the moment. Yesterday, we saw only 4.65 billion worth of equities changing hands. That is a bad day in January, as the AFR points out, let alone a day in May. So we are seeing uh, volumes still pretty woeful. One of the five worst days in volumes this year on the ASX, that obviously doesn't help the likes of Macquarie, etc., uh, which is um, heavily exposed to some extent to the Australian and international markets as well. So volumes dropping off, and that does exaggerate movements as well. And of course, we're coming into the June period where we do see that tax loss selling kick in. And as a result, we have seen some extraordinarily big moves for no reason for some stocks. Some of it would be as a um, problem with liquidity. 
So that is uh, something to bear in mind at the moment. The liquidity in some stocks uh, is a little thin. In the news today, BHP speculation it could look to divest certain Brazilian copper assets. That's an interesting one. Beef cattle prices have slumped around 20% uh, this year from herd restocking. Analysts, though, still bullish on the outlook and predict a more stable return in market conditions. I'm not sure if that was a deliberate pun by those analysts who they certainly know how to get a good joke out there. Catapult, C-A-T, the stock code there. The boss says growth cost reduction strategy is working. Now, we have seen some big moves from big tech on the uh, the refocusing on profit over growth at any cost. Um, it certainly has worked for zero, which has been on an absolute tear recently on the back of that growth um, profile being diminished slightly and a more focus, uh, or more focus on uh, profit and uh, over the growth in the US, which they have been touting for many years. But certainly Catapult uh, has not exactly catapulted higher, although it has come off the lows of around 60 cents, back up to 76, but I'm not sure if that's going to be enough to get things going. On the broker recommendations front today, CCX, City Chic, not very chic about this one at the moment, downgraded to neutral from overweight at Baron Joey, price target cut to 46 cents from 75 cents. Core Lithium and IGO, that's uh, Independence Group in old terms, uh, Core Lithium, CXO and IGO, both downgraded by JP Morgan. Charter Hall Social Infrastructure REIT has been upgraded to overweight from neutral at JP Morgan. And Westpac has been downgraded to equal weight from overweight, target cut from $21. Uh, $221 from $22.80. National Australia Bank also downgraded to underweight from equal weight. Target cuts to $25.30 from $27.70. 5% downside. Tabcorp upgraded to an overweight from equal weight at Morgan Stanley. The target has been increased to $1.30 from $108, giving an 18% upside. And UBS has initiated uh, a bunch of healthcare stocks. Uh, they've got... Uh, Ansel, Cochlear, Sonic, and Telex Pharmaceutical. Telex Pharmaceutical initiated a buy with a $14 price target. Ansel initiated neutral with a $30 price target. Uh, That's got a 12% upside. I'm not sure why that's not a buy. Cochlear initiated neutral with a $255 price target. And Sonic initiated a sell with a $31 price target, giving a 14% downside to their price target. 29 Metals due to give an update today. Then looks as if there were some fears that it would be launching an equity raising, but uh, doesn't seem to be the case. Although, um, let's have a little look. Strategic update has come out this morning and uh, provides a strategic update to the market regarding the Capricorn Copper Recovery Plan and outlook for Golden Grove. Uh, there is a, an accompanying presentation and the CEO and MD, Peter Albert, hosting a conference call at 10 a.m. So uh, let's have a little look. Uh, cash of $163 million, intention to draw existing $40 million revolving capital facility. And in, it has in, notified its insurers regarding the weather event at Capricorn Copper. Claim process is underway. 
they are ongoing engagement with lenders, including a potential refinancing targeted for early 2024 and an in-depth recovery plan for Capricorn uh, there. Uh, certainly, uh, they're looking at uh, the September quarter of 2023 for the partial operations of Mammoth and Greenstone. All right, moving on. CSL initiated a buy at UBS. Target price, 350 bucks, which gives a 14% upside there. Technology One results out this morning. Half-year impact of 41.3, which is up 24%. A year ago, it was 33.2 uh, million there. So that looks okay. Guidance expects net profit before tax growth for FY23 up 10 to 15% on FY22. Expects to see SAS RRR annual recurring revenue continuing to grow strongly around 40% over the full year. Long-term outlook on track to surpass total ARR, that annual recurring revenue of 500 million Aussie by FY26 from the current base of 350.6 million. OFX out this morning is launching a buyback of up to 10% of its shares. That will run for 12 months from the 7th of June. And Macquarie Equity Strategist warning there are signs of a credit crunch emerging that is associated with tighter lending standards. Uh, they've been going through the economic survey data and uh, the strategy team says the closest equivalent is the Australian Chamber of Commerce and Industry Westpac survey compared to the US, what they call the SLOSS which is the Federal Reserve Senior Loan Officer's Opinion Survey. There's another one uh, to uh, conjure with. Uh, that has a near faultless record in predicting an imminent downturn. But uh, certainly there are some concerns that Macquarie is flagging from those tight lending conditions. The SLOSS, for those trivia fans amongst you, dates back to 1964 and basically has asked bank staff whether loans are easier or harder to get from their institutions. The latest reading, consistent with double-digit corporate defaults, is suggesting trouble ahead. All right, well, that's it for today. Just as a matter of some housekeeping, uh, next Friday, which is the 2nd of June, I'll be running another Ask the Analyst session at 5.30 p.m., that is Sydney time. Your chance to ask me any questions you like on any stock you like or any themes you like, anything you want to, really. It's your chance to ask me. Uh, we run for around an hour, and uh, hopefully you can join us. There will be a link in the newsletter today and, of course, on Facebook as well in the Facebook group. So love to have your company next Friday, 5.30, 2nd of June. Sure to be a lot of fun. Thanks very much for listening. Have a great day, and as always, may the trading gods be with you.